Hello. Oh, you were supposed to say that too. No, it's your thing. It's our thing. My thing. <laughs> Dinosaurs. <laughs> we got that. We got to that far too quickly. Um, got, got it out of the way. Really. Yeah. Uh, uh, hello and welcome to our show. We like stuff and so should you. Uh, I'm Brendy. I'm Mama 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 Melissa. And... and that's Melissa trying to be energetic when the words are leaving the husk of her body. <laughs> Yeah, school started for me, and teaching started for Melissa, and that's... And I'm the sh- physical embodiment of a used paper towel right now. Yeah. A wet paper towel, yeah. if you will. I'm not a wet paper towel, I'm used, in that I did a lot of great things, I helped a lot, I have been working hard, you know, I absorbed a lot of stuff, and now I'm ready to be thrown in the garbage, aka my bed. <laughs> <laughs> You actually took a nap today, which was actually very exciting. Yeah, it was too short though. But yeah. Ready to take a nap right now. AKA sleep. Yeah. So, uh, do you have many. Li- oh, yeah, this is our show where we talk about. <laughs> uh, where we talk about things we like, if you haven't figured out from the name. Um. And we are broadcasting through the facilities of uh, Trent Radio at uh, CFFF FM at uh, 97.2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in Peterborough and stuff. Probably the Corth areas. I have no idea how far it extends. Do you have Who's any? to say? <laughs> Not I. Uh, do you have any likes that might be little? A little like, you say. Perhaps. Hmm. Hmm. Do I have a little like? Do the you? answer to that question is yes. I do. Uh-huh. My little like of the day is ginger snap cookies, which I have... Have I said that before? I don't know. I've been consuming them at a rate that is alarming for a human being. It's alarming for you. I don't usually they're snack. Pr- they're pretty good. Yeah, I'm obsessed with them. I'm never going to eat them again. This is what happened last time I got obsessed with ginger snap cookies. I ate so many of them that I couldn't eat them for a long time. And and that's what's happening again. I didn't know you liked ginger snaps our entire relationship. Which means that it was a very, well, relatively long time. Yeah, I couldn't have, like, I couldn't eat them again. And I'm already almost getting to that point where I'm like, I can't. Well, you might as well finish the box. Well, I'm going to. I consume too many. Honestly, it's not that bad, but I, they're just very easy to snack on. They're like the little hard heart shape um, ginger snap cookies. Um, really easy to snack on, dangerously so. And they really taste like fall to me. Yeah, the ginger I can see that. and the cinnamon. It's just very fall-like, and it makes me feel happy to eat them. I actually haven't had pumpkin spice anything yet. Yeah. Do you have a little like? Yeah, say it's pumpkin spice stuff. Actually, I've had pumpkin muffins at Tim Hortons. What about pumpkin spice KD? Uh, if anybody is aware or not, that exists. 
I saw an ad for it on Twitter, and I was very upset about it. And, um... Maybe it'll be good. Maybe. But in general, pumpkin-spiced baked goods and cream-based items, like lattes, coffee stuff, muffin, donut... Just all the the fall spice theme items because like ginger snaps are absolutely a part of that I don't think I've ever seen ginger snaps at Costco up until like fall now so it's got to be like a relatively seasonal thing but yeah any kind of that seasonal spice flavor the spice that goes with sweet it's all good yeah uh who went first last time you did so then it is my turn. It's my turn. Yeah. It's my turn. Let me go. <laughs> Can I go, please? <laughs> yes. Thank you, friend. <laughs> my first thing is a film. If you guess it, in the first guess, I'll give you a hundred dollars. I'm only gonna guess things we've talked about recently. Oh, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> just guess something. I was going to guess The Emperor's New Groove. No, but oh. actually, closer than I thought you'd get. It's a goofy movie. Um, the 1995 Disney film Very good. starring Goofy and his young lad, Max. <laughs> That's exactly who it's starring. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a picture <laughs> of the movie on Wikipedia. And it says, it's hard to be cool when your dad is Goofy. <laughs> that, they just keep, that whole movie just rips into Goofy so hard. Okay, let me tell you this that I didn't know. Um... Disney came up with the idea to make a theatrical animated film starring Goofy um, while considering ideas for a potential Goofy Troop TV special. Who was in the troop? I don't know, but I guess they were thinking about it, and then they're like, I guess we'll make a movie about it. Um, and the director of the movie wanted to expand out Goofy as a character and give him an emotional side that would resonate with audiences. That was the director goal. And honestly, in my personal and humble opinion, he did that. Yeah. I I love this movie as um, a child. I really liked it. Um, the songs in it are good and catchy, and hopefully we can play a song because I'd love to listen to one. Um, and the story is actually, like, really good and sad. And it's just, like, it's nice. It's obviously has, like, a nice ending, but, like, it's just about, like, a coming-of-age movie where, um, Max, who is now in high school, so he's getting older, and, um, Goofy decides to take Max on this road trip to go fishing, um, and Max really doesn't want to go because there's a big concert, um, that's going to be broadcasted on, um, one of his friends' big screen TVs, and there's this big party happening, and everyone from school, including his crush, Roxanne, is going to be there, and he's like, I don't want to go fishing with you, Dad. I want to go hang out with Roxanne and all the other cool kids and watch the freaking Max Power concert on... Is, is, it, is it what they call Max Power? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I've been... Uh, it's Power something. It's not Max Power. Yeah, that's from The Simpsons. Yeah. That's why I was losing my mind. Um, but I it's was... like a Michael Jackson-esque character i think 
Yeah, it's power something. I don't even remember. I was quoting most of that from my brain. Powerline is his name. Powerline, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Max Power. Probably because Ma- his name is Max, and then the guy's Power name is line. Powerline. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very tired, and I was trying to quote the movie from my brain, and I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but yeah, Powerline's in town, and they're like, I'm sorry if there's any diehard, goofy movie fans out there, and you were like, <laughs> offended by my We're description just butchering this movie <laughs> uh, I apologize um, but Max is like I don't want to go on this trip but he ends up going obviously or else there wouldn't be a movie um, and they go and basically Max tricks his dad into taking him to California to see the Powerline concert by... Yeah, because Max was in charge of the map. Yeah, Goofy's like, this is a big responsibility, you gotta get us to the lake. And then there's this, like, really tense scene because Goofy finds the map in the in the glove box because um what's his face so one of max's friends pj his dad pete the like other the the, the bad guy like that he's always bad the guy. bad guy yeah. but he's also goofy's friend for some reason i don't know i don't know it's not a good friendship um <laughs> so pete's like you gotta watch out for that boy goof like go check out what he's doing and goofy's like Okay, but like I trust my son, hook you. And then he goes <laughs> and he opens up the glove box and what does he find? But the route has been changed to go to California instead of to the lake they're supposed to go to. Then there's this tense moment where there's like a turn off on the highway and he's like, Do I go left or right, Max? Knowing full well that if he goes whatever way, I think one it's, way, yeah, he will go to California. And Max end up, ends up telling him to go to California, and then Goofy gets really upset. Um, but then their car breaks down, and they end up having a great little father-son sing-along on the river, and they yeah, after they get washed down and almost violently killed. No, that's before they have a sing-along, and then <laughs> there's the waterfall, and then Max does the loop de loop. Alley Uber fishing the fishing move and ends up getting um, Goofy and then he reels him up and Goofy looks so proud and he's like you did the fishing move and it's just so cute Um, so based on my love of this movie I was very um, upset to find that the critical reviews of this movie are very poor doesn't have a very good reception um it's got 58 percent on rotten tomatoes which isn't bad but um it's like okay um uh, there's some qu- quotes from reviewers okay. on wikipedia so i'll tell you some of those um a goofy movie offers enough of its titular ingredient to satisfy young viewers even if most parents will agree that this beloved character deserves better i disagree really I think it's a great movie. But wait, so let's let's talk about that sentence. Goofy deserves better than this movie. This is the epitome of Goofy. Yeah. Like you're like I remember watching this movie and feeling really like emotionally invested. Uh, but like the first half of the movie, I've I've never other than watching The Office, I don't remember feeling so much secondhand embarrassment for someone because every time Goofy did something, like I felt Max's pain. I don't, un- I don't understand how this movie could have done Goofy better. Goofy is yeah. just being himself, and okay. he doesn't care what other people think. Like a classic like dad, except most probably dads are 
like actually don't care what their children think whereas goofy's just trying to show max like having a good time can be whatever you want it to be yeah and like the part when they go to that possum place and they watch the show and then they leave and max like rolls down the window and throws out the possum hat that goofy that used to make me cry as a kid because it was just like it meant so much to goofy it meant so much to goofy and then someone wrote a review that said the personality of Goofy's character, while agreeable enough in support, proved a bit over the top for a headliner, and that by any reasonable reckoning, he distinctly overbearing, um, he's distinctly overbearing and selfish, and responds with the blandest missile to any opinion offered by his son. Well, like yes, which is like true, but also that's a part of who he is. Like he's trying. Like even through, to, he's trying to be a good dad. And at the end, he realizes what he did for, and, to some and like extent. The entire characterization of Goofy in every any Mickey Mouse related piece of media has always been Goofy's kind of an idiot and just mm-hmm. does whatever he thinks, and that's just him. I I don't understand how this is not a, the epitome of Goofy. Yeah. I think it is. The worst part about this movie, if anybody wants to talk about it, which I have read in comments before, is that this movie means that Goofy has had sex. (laughs) (laughs) If we're talking about criticizing this movie, that's the worst part about this movie. Because now you have to grapple with that fact that I'm making everyone who's listening think about. Save me! (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I will also say that another reviewer called the six featured songs unmemorable, and you know what? I hate that person. To be fair, I... No. Okay. The songs are great. I didn't say that we're bad. I said I do not remember how they go. Well, that sucks to be you. I guess. We should put a song. I'm going to. Great. Yeah. So, here's Which the... Which one are you doing? Uh, I have to do the last one. The, the finale song? No. What song did you want? Tell me what song I... it is right now. I like the song that's at the beginning when he's going to school, but also that's fine if you don't want to do that song. I just thought the... the you want to do the Powerline song? Yeah, Eye to Eye is great. It's the only song that I like vaguely remember. Yeah, that's fine. I like when Max performs it at the school, you know, with all like... Oh, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his like silly friend. And yeah. He's like, and he just like... The, the way that guy moved... Oh, with yeah, everything. with the cheese. Yeah. Cheese. <laughs> cheese it. Yeah, that, um, but yeah, that, the part when Max sings the Powerline song is really great. But anyway, you can pick. doesn't matter. Just do the Powerline song. It's classic. Okay. I, I, so here's, uh, that song. Uh, to, uh. uh yeah. Here, here, here we go. isn't such a good idea. Yeah, yeah! Well, then again... Dad? Dad? I got myself a notion One I know that you'll understand Who set the world in motion By reaching out for each other's hand Maybe we'll discover 
What we should have known all along. What are you doing here? Yeah. Hey. One way what? or another, together's what? where we both belong. Ah! And we listen to each other's eyes. We find we're never too far apart. Ooh. And maybe love is the reason why. Ooh. The first time ever seeing it, I'm high. That's good, kid, there. Yeah, well, it like reminded me so much of what was going on because, like, also at the very end, Goofy, like, Goofy, like, settled and was like, "I can't force you into the things that I like, but like, we can still make this a trip." Um, and like, that clip played like a lot of like the background stuff, but it was like the beginning of the song, and like that was them sneaking into the the the, the theater, no, the theater, the concert, the concert. Yeah. Uh, and the whole point is that, yeah, I think they promised their friends, Mac promised his friends that he would be on the stage. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, everyone was like, okay, well, if you because, say so. Well, it's because he asked Roxanne to go to the, or Roxanne asked him to go to the, the, viewing. the, the viewing. And then he was like, I can't go. And she was like, why not? And he was like, because I'm going to be there. And that was the only reason he could think of to tell her no. And that's what, yeah. Yeah, but like, and then the whole fact of the song is that it's Goofy and Maxie and I, yeah. I. And they do the fishing move as a dance on stage. Yeah. Which is really great. Yeah. Nice full circle. Anyway, that's the Goofy movie. I recommend <laughs> it. Critics don't. <laughs> yeah, but critics don't know what they're talking about. That's true. But, uh, yeah. What's your thing? Uh, so my first thing is a comic series, uh that I got a long time ago. Matt actually told me. So the guy that does music that I praise and talk about and basically talk like I'm talking to him because I know he listens, hopefully. Hi, Matt. <laughs> um, There's one time he you gave... You better be listening. Uh, 
No, there was one time he gave me like a pamphlet that was for this comic. I'm pretty sure it was Matt. Um, and I, there's he's it's a, it, he's the only one who would have gave it to me. Um, and it came with a condom, which was the funniest thing. And I didn't understand what was going on. And it was just like it was a pamphlet advertising the beauty. Uh, and just talking about how it's like this sexually transmitted disease, but that it made you beautiful and it was like all the rage and everybody wanted it. Um, and I was really, I was like, oh, this is like, of all the weird things that Matt has given me over the years, this is one of like the more normal things. And I still have the pamphlet. Um, and then one day, like several years later, um, I found the, co- the graphic novel in a store and I was like, what is happening? This is a piece of media? I thought this was just a weird thing. Um, and yeah, in, well, when did the first, the first book came out, where'd it go? I think it was 2016 or 2015. Um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't find the Wikipedia page fast enough, so I just went to their website, which is fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the beauty, uh, their, their own synopsis, uh, modern society is obsessed with outward beauty. What if there was a way to guarantee you could become more and more beautiful every day? What if it was a sexually transmitted disease in a world of the beauty? Physical perfection is attainable. The vast majority of the population has taken advantage of it, but detectives Foster and Vaughn will soon discover it comes at a terrible price. And the first um, the first uh, collected graphic novel, well, like, um, the, yeah, the first graphic novel, which is a collection of, like, a bunch of issues, um... It uh, it kind of just tells the story of uh, detectives uh, Vaughn and Foster, kind of figuring out what's going on with this. Uh, in the first in the first book, you kind of find out that um, like it is literally like like a oh what is it what is it like a like a trend like if you have the beauty you can you can actually like not. Not in like a prostitution type of way, but yes, as a prostitution type of way, you can kind of sell the beauty to someone, which means that you're gonna have sex with them. Uh, and it's like this whole thing, like the world has like revolved around this, like the like the description said. Um, and then, what's their definition of beauty? Um, like clear skin, rigid jawlines, and skinny. It is very much like the very like fat phobic body shaming type of beauty Um, but the way they write it off to not be specifically uh, like fat phobic uh, relative to pretty much everything that is like that typical standard of beauty um, is that it like it it properly destroys your like bone structure a bit so it, it changes your your body um, but it hyper accelerates your metabolism. So you're like, if you do have like fat on you, it cannot keep up. And th- like, it makes you lean, um, not necessarily muscular, but it makes you lean. And that's like, that's kind of how they get around it. It's still pretty bad. Um, when you think about it in that way, but cause yeah, either way, it's like, you're, you're saying, saying that, that's that beautiful the is not, beautiful yeah, exactly. Thing you could be. Um, For sure. I'm not, I'm not trying to defend it that way. I'm trying to say that they weren't saying like, oh, this is like, this is the reason. They 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 say it by not like explicitly saying like, oh, fat is bad. They say it as skinny is good. And it's it's still not good. I'm not, 
I, I, I would never try to advocate for that. Um, That's fair. I just like. No, I don't we, know. It's, I feel like it's important to point out. Yeah. Your, it's good to question things. Cause for sure. It's like. That's just a classic, classic media thing. Yeah, just to just have. throw it away and be like, oh, but like they wrote it in. It's it's fine. Well, I was gonna say more so that like they're such like the standard of beauty, which is very classic, and I think Eurocentric and white. Yeah, but I mean, I think partially, obviously, this comic is like a satire on those standards of beauty and the ways that people go about attaining them. Yes. Um, so in some ways, like, I understand that it is a commentary on, like, the really common standards of beauty, which is why it's like, yeah, you got, like, this perfect jawline and you're thin. Your, your teeth are white. It's It's almost terrifying how pretty these people are. Yeah, but it's like, again... Um, if it was, like, a serious, like, you know, this is is what, what beauty is, but rather it's, you know, commentating on the lengths people go to achieve, um, expectations that are completely unrealistic and unattainable in any other way, except for giving yourself a disease, which obviously has bad ramifications, I feel like... Well, so anyway, I'm just talking myself no, for sure. through the ideas yeah. as they come. But yeah, I'm sorry, I kind of hijacked. No, that's okay. Well, and that's that's part of it too, because I, I didn't get to that point yet. Uh, so far, I think it, I think in the world that it's only been like six or eight months, and everyone's like, "This is great. I can I can finally attain that stereotypical beauty. I don't have to work for it." And like, relative to what we were talking about, it's like I like. I don't have to be. I don't have to learn to be comfortable and, and figure out like society's view of beauty and and get myself out of it. I can just succumb to it, um, and that's like a huge thing. And then the reason these detectives came in on it uh, is that they on the subway they find someone that spontaneously combust violently, and it burned like a couple people around them, uh, and that's where the metabolism thing comes in. As well, that their body just running too hot. Um, but yeah, the, the detectives are like, no, I'm pretty sure these people had the beauty. And that's like a whole thing. And then they're trying to figure out where the beauty comes from. Um, so the first volume is all about that. I haven't... Apparently there's like five volumes out. I only knew about two. Oh, so wow. I'm super behind. Um, but yeah, just, just the concept. It's, it's kind of what we were talking about. How like it's like a satire and like a... Uh, yeah, satire is the right word. Uh, of like beauty standards and things like that um it was just a really cool concept especially the fact that like one of my favorite things is that um you learn again in the first in the first i think one of the first issues uh when you meet uh, the the male detective i can't remember if it was foster or vaughn it doesn't matter you meet the male detective uh, and he shows up for work and the female detective's like what happened because he has been like beautified and he's like i don't want to talk about it and then later on it's like it's one of the it's such a nice way to describe this kind of like sincerity um apparently his wife got the beauty and like wanted to be beautiful with her husband but it means that she cheated on him uh and the way he described it is that he came home and thought nothing of it because she was the most beautiful person he's ever like he's ever loved. So why would why would she look any different? Aww. And then he woke up and he was like, like 
Uh, and then, like, they had a whole thing. They argued about it, and she was like, I did it for us. And I was like, no, you did a bad thing. Um, and yeah, like, it's just that, like, guttural like, reaction, and you just stick with them. Uh, and it was just, like, it's just a really cool story. I started the second volume, uh, uh, and it kind of showcased, like, the first story of it kind of just showcased this other guy. It, it kind of cut to another story, but it just showcased this guy in a gang um, that basically wanted to start a new life. So he, like, he got cheated by the gang or something. So he, he took the, he, he got a sample of blood or whatever and got the beauty. He was the, a very large man and he became like triangle body shaped and like chose a job and nobody recognized him. And he just broke into this gang hideout that he knew everybody was. And they were like, who are you? And he just started shooting, took the money and just ran. And he was like, no one's gonna know who I am. And I was like, oh my God, this is, yeah, I guess you could do that in this world. Um, and it just added like another layer. And I, d I didn't finish that volume because I was like, oh, this is a new set of stories. We're not following the detectives anymore. Uh, but apparently there's three more volumes. So I have to catch up on that. Um, Do the detectives come back? I'm not sure because I didn't finish the second volume. I just saw that we were starting a new story and I was like, oh, I'll get back to this later. And then I never did. Um, that was fair. But yeah, no, it's just it's the, um, it's just the story of this world being afflicted by this disease that you were saying. Like, you know, it's such an easy shortcut. And instead of having to like, uh, what is that, grow out of society's worldview... It's, it's just easier to just, like, fall into it and just be, like, like have a, an awful, awful, uh, like, self-esteem almost. You don't have to, you don't have to do any self-reflection or, or self-growth. You just, you get this sexually transmitted disease and, like, what a way to get stereotypically beautiful. It's, it was just, it's, it was just a, a good concept. And the fact that I straight up just had a pamphlet like it was a piece mm -hmm. of paper folded into three and it was just like the beauty do you have it do you watch out for it and it came with a condom because it was like yeah it's an sti ah! it was such a cool yeah, way STD. it's the same thing no it's not i don't understand the difference i've never understood one's a disease one's an infection can oh i guess disease would be relative to like hiv and stuff an infection would be like yeah, gonorrhea, it's, it's I guess. A different type of classification. I I understand. I understand now that I'm thinking about it. I heard both terms, and no one no one was ever like this is one and this is the other. I was like, oh, I guess they're interchangeable. They should have. Yeah. Well, it's definitely an STD. It is not an infection. It is a disease because you can't get rid of it, to my knowledge. Um, and then yeah, no, it's a really good story. The art is really nice. Um, I don't have the book on me. And I don't want to get up and make a bunch of noise because I don't like editing these these clips. It's like, it's like a one shot because I like doing it like live on radio. So I'm not gonna ruin <laughs> our clip by trying to find this and then have a bunch of dead air. Uh, but I highly recommend it. Let me see if I can find the artists. Um. Nope. There's so many names on the first volume, and it says. Uh, Jeremy Hahn, Jason Hurley, John Rouch, and I hope I'm pronouncing that. Um, and yeah, I uh, I don't want to uh, say any misinformation, so I don't want to like you know say the wrong thing. All the oh here creators. 
Stephanie Hans, seasoned illustrator, very good. Uh, there, oh, there's two, there's so many people. Oh, there's so many things happening. Oh, this is just for Image Comics. Never mind. Let's not get into this. I started down a rabbit hole and I did not know what I was talking about. Because this is Image Comics website, not the beauty website. Uh, wow. Yeah. Lovely. Anyways, uh, she is on the, the beauty, though, because I do recognize that name. Uh, but yeah, that's my first thing. What's your second one? My second thing is sort of a nest of things. I thought you were going to talk about a full nest. I was like, where is it? It's outside. Baby. I'm kidding. It's not a real nest. It's a nest of things. As in, I was just going to talk about markers. Because <laughs> um, I like markers. I like marker pens. I like writing with them. I don't usually use normal pens. I usually use marker pens. Um, but then I decided to talk about Sharpies because we got a bunch of Sharpies from Costco recently, and oh, they're a great pack of different colored Sharpies, and so I thought, why not talk about Sharpies? And I also thought, maybe I could find some fun facts about Sharpies to learn some new things today. And I learned a few things. Um, it doesn't have as interesting as a history as I <laughs> hope, um, but that's fine. Um, guess which year Sharpie markers started? Probably like in the 30s. No, 1964. Okay. Um, was the um, name was when like the name like the brand became a thing. Um, however, the Sanford Ink Company, which created the Sharpie, was established in 1857. What? So, yeah. Well, I think that's like Nintendo. Nintendo was like a card company before it did anything, which is buck wild. But continue. Um, yeah, so mostly they did, I don't even really know what they did at the beginning, the Samford Inc. Company, or Samford Manufacturing Company, um, oh, it was focused on producing ink and glue initially when it started in 1857, and then over time, things, um, changed, um, so in 1930, it continued to grow the company, um, they had um, strong distribution, which helped the company prosper even through the Great Depression. Huh. Um, and yeah, in 1964, um, they started to create more markers, which is when the Sharpies came to be, rather than just focusing on the inks. And the markers became a thing. I didn't even know this, but markers weren't really even a thing until 1910. That's when the first felt tip marking pen was patented. I feel like that, honestly, that feels a lot earlier than I expected. I would have expected, like... Really? I, the, I literally was expecting like in the 30s. It seems like such a simple concept that it's like... Every that, time I figure out that something was invented, when something was invented, I'm always blown away. Because I'm like... What did people do before having them? Like, I know they just use ink. I know. Okay, I know things. Yeah, but, like, but... The, the concept of a marker to keep things, like, moist and, like, the, the formula for ink to not dry out in such a, like, capacity. Yeah. It just seems... It just seems more difficult. It, well, I, I'm sure the markers were absolutely garbage back then, relatively. Well, yeah, who knows. Um... In 1991 to 1997, the Sharpie continued to soar um, due to the $5 billion memorabilia industry. So people who wanted autographs uh. um, 
and you know if you were trying like so fans and celebrities alike were using these sharpie markers on everything mostly because it's really hard to take them off of stuff if you've ever used a sharpie before um it's they are pretty good use alcohol it's true but um i personally like sharpies um again this isn't really a brand advertisement for Sharpie. It's more just like I like markers and I like using them. I like color coding stuff. That's one reason. Um, I like saving paper and when I have a list of something and I want to check stuff off and I use different colors, it allows me to use the same list multiple times. And yes, I could just use different symbols, but I like the different color idea. Um, so, you know, that's one reason. Um, I like drawing and I like coloring. Um, and what else do I like about markers? I like marker pens a lot. This is drifting from Sharpies. Um, well, it's like a, you started off with it being markers in general, so. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to go back to Sharpies. <laughs> um, yeah. Sharpies are pretty cool. Um, I was reading the like history of Sharpies on my Wikipedia, and it's um, pretty pretty tiny of a history. I got most of those other facts from the actual Sharpie website, um, but it's just it's just really funny um, to read. Like, in 2005, the company's popular accent highlighter brand was repositioned under the Sharpie brand name. A new version of the Sharpie called Sharpie Mini was launched with <laughs> markers half the size of a normal Sharpie and feature a clip to attach the Sharpie they to a keychain or lanyard. They seem In 2006, <laughs> Sharpie released a new line of markers that had a button-activated retractable tip rather than a cap. I remember those. They didn't last that long. Yeah, the cap was very integral. They still make those, though. The retractable ones. It's handy for like if you're doing like contractor work or something and you like if you're holding like a tool and you just quickly uh, want to mark something, you can like. you use a pencil? You could, but also you could just like hit it against your head or like against your body, and then you don't have to take the cap off, and then you don't have to lose the cap. I don't know. I feel like there's Is, applications. Did they, did they spout contract work as a thing, or did your dad just use no. it a lot? I'm just thinking with my head. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any facts to back that up. Because <laughs> like, there's that weird like thin rectangle pencil that exists that every every worker okay. uses. You know I know what? your dad has like five minimum. Yeah, he does have those weird rectangle pencils. My dad did too. Well, I'm sure he still does. Like, like. <laughs> It's fine. We're moving <laughs> past it. Uh, as of 2011, 200 million Sharpies had been sold, um, which that's quite a while ago because we're now in 2020. I'm um, sure it's double. How much time do I have? Do I have time for another fact? Or... Yeah, go for it. No. Okay. So another thing I learned was that Donald Trump really no likes Sharpies and uses them a lot, which made me not like Sharpies as much. Um, I don't think that's how that works, but... Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, he has a well-known preference for using Sharpies to sign official government documents. Which That's is nonsense. Hilarious. That's unreal. Okay. Um, the other thing is Does the man walk into the... Like, does he sign White House documents with Sharpie? That stuff bleeds. Yeah. Probably. I wouldn't put it past him. Oh. Um, 
And in September 2019, Sharpie was... Uh, Sharpie. <laughs> Trump was involved... <laughs> I didn't know that's what you messed up. Trump was involved in a Sharpie gate controversy. What does that mean, <laughs> Melissa? Okay. So, the Hurricane Dorian, Alabama controversy, also known as Sharpie Gate, arose from a comment made by President Donald Trump on September 1st, 2019, as Hurricane Dorian approached the U.S. mainland. Um, mentioning states that would likely be impacted by the storm, Donald Trump incorrectly included Alabama, which by then was not known to be under threat. And then many residents from Alabama called the local weather bureau to be like, hey, is this going to happen? And they were like, no, it's not going to hit Alabama. But then over the following week, Trump repeatedly insisted that his comment had been correct. And on September 4th, he showed reporters a weather map which had been altered with a Sharpie marker to show the (laughs) hurricane's track hitting Alabama. Oh my god. And he ordered his aides to obtain an official retraction of the Weather Bureau's comment what? that the storm was not headed for Alabama. What is happening? I, like, of all the things that this man has done, and, like, I do not want to go on a tangent, but of all the things, why, like, I feel like I should have known about this. This is not important. This is not life-threatening. But this is yeah. just... This well, is, he's done way worse things. Obviously. Okay. Uh, it's It keeps going, but that's, like, the main... Um, part um if he's gonna if i just need to say if he's gonna commit to something so inconsequential that's the rest of that story because i don't need to add to that on september 6th the national oceanic and atmospheric administration published an unsigned statement in support of trump's initial claim claim saying that um some of the models demonstrated that the tropical storm force winds from hurricane dorian could impact alabama Unsigned, because yeah. they did not want to be like, yep. But how wild is that? Like, obviously everyone knows that like there's a lot of fake news coming from the man the, himself, uh, the man. But like, the Trump it's man. It's just why, why? Yeah, like, wh- pick your why battles, is that man. the hill to die on? Like, I feel like a every hill map with Sharpie. <laughs> every just, hill this man has ever like created just by kicking gravel, he's been like, no, this is it. It, I it gotta just, do it. It's just If I back wild. down from this, what, what does he say? Sleepy Biden? Sleepy Biden's gonna come get come for me. I don't know. Yeah. I've just oh seen him say god. that. Word. Oh my god, this no way. This is really funny. Okay, you wanna see this picture? <laughs> I would love to. Okay, so this is the original picture. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you can see where Alabama is up here. Yep. Safely oh, for sure. away. Yep. Here's the. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> White Sharpies exist! No, he put this! The I, black line! That's what I'm saying! White Sharpies oh, exist! Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's horrible. You... Yeah, if, if everybody has to look that up, but if, if you want a quick synopsis <laughs> of what that picture showed, uh, it showed a white kind of like uh, conical shape coming from where the hurricane was kind of enveloping like Florida and stuff. And the next picture is him showing the picture, uh, but he has drawn a black circle to enlarge the white conical shape, which means that, like, buddy, white Sharpies exist. Be better. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Why is nobody talking to him about this? Apparently, when a reporter had fact-checked him, he called 
Um, he just kept saying, I'm right, and said the fact checker was a phone, was a phony. What are my words? Um, but yeah, it's just like a wild thing. So when I looked That's up incredible. Sharpie, I was like, what fun, a ride. Fact, fun fact about Sharpies. Um, anyway, I like using them. They're fun to color with. And they got a colorful history as I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> that's my thing. What's your thing? Um, so my second thing kind of goes, um, It. I need to, at some point, I'm going to have to come back to The Legend of Zelda. Because uh, the last time I did Legend of Zelda, I did Skyward Sword. I still stand by it. Um, it's one of my favorite games, like top four. If we do Breath of the Wild... Jorah's Mask, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. Who would be the fifth? Probably a Link to the Past. Anyway. Oh, top four Zelda games. Yeah, 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 just top four Zelda games. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's not that good. I thought you meant it's in your top four games of all time. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. No, well, top four Zelda games. Like, there's like, there's like 20 Zelda games. That's a lot of games. I didn't realize that there was that quite so many. It, yeah, there was like the first, there's Zelda and then A Link to the Past and then uh, Legend of Zelda 2, Link's Adventure. I don't then, need to name okay. 20 games, but I believe There's you. There's plenty. But anyways, in the same wheelhouse as like The Legend of Zelda and how it makes me feel just because of like it does, it, it kind of like, especially with Breath of the Wild, it gave me that really good feeling of adventuring and exploring and like the world was so huge and it, it like fit that way. Uh, and then we talked about Donkey Kong. And, like, just that... Fr- DK! <laughs> Donkey Kong! Uh, and just, like, that frame of reference of, like... Just, it, it it created such a unique world. And every time I do... Every time I play any game with Donkey Kong, it's like, yes! Yes, I want this! DK. <laughs> That's gonna be stuck in my head all day. Good. Um, so, my second thing is Mario. And Luigi. And the whole realm of Mario. Luigi is actually... Ah! That's Wario. No. I'm talking about him. That's not Wario. That's Waluigi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, he's, you he's more hate? like... Wah. No, that's that one... There's a whole video of someone... Uh, they edited... Uh, he Waluigi. goes like this. Wah. Yeah, you're right. But there's a guy... There's like a politician that was just saying why. Or he was like some church person. He was just saying why. Why? Yeah. Ah, and it's super cut and it's superimposed Waluigi stuff on him. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Um, so yeah, no, just the Mario, the Super Mario franchise. It's really good. Um, I'm specifically specifically going to talk about um, Mario Odyssey. Because uh, that was the latest, that was the newest Mario game. Because re- the newest original Mario game. Mm. I was getting there because they. Redid. Paper Mario? Well, they did... No, in, in the Super Mario world. Paper Mario is not in the Super Mario I know world. nothing about anything about Mario. I know that his name is Mario. <laughs> I and have I a know, proximate knowledge of many things. I know he wears red, and he has a mustache. And have you never really Italian. played any Mario games? No. Huh. I played... No, I did play some. Um, One on the Wii? Mario Galaxy? Was he, like, fl- floating all over the place? No, it was one where you went in the bubbles when you fell. Oh, yeah, that was a, a new Mario World. Yeah, I played that. I had that game on my Wii, and I'm pretty sure I beat it. Cool. That game was fun. Um, I didn't really look into the lore of Mario. There's no lore. 
It's, it's there's just a, a world. Well, it's just about like a bunch of people just having fun. So it's Mario and and. Do you think getting kidnapped by a giant dinosaur is fun? Because I don't think Princess Peach is having a good time. Well, it's like obviously not. But even at the end of Super Mario Odyssey, spoiler alert, um, you beat up Bowser. Everything's like happening, and then you know Bowser has his whole thing of flowers trying to still win over Peach even though he kidnapped her for the whole game. Mario has like his flower and he's like, no Peach, like I'm here to rescue you. And Peach is just like, screw both of you. I'm going on a trip. And even then Bowser's like, like Bowser and Mario have that moment of like, well, we tried. And it's like, Bowser, come on, dude. <laughs> you tried the wrong way. Anyways. Um... It's also like, <laughs> where does Bowser decide to draw the line? Like he's already kidnapped her for uh, for, who knows how so, long? So this month, this September 13th, was the 35th anniversary of Super Mario. Okay, so he's been trying to kidnap her for 30 years, over 30 years. Yep. And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to go on a trip. And he's like, you're right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to leave you alone now. Well, like, they, they obviously where have... Where does he draw the line? They have amicable times. He's in Mario Tennis. He's in Super Mario Kart. He was in uh, Mario Strikers, which is the soccer game. It just seems like the I'm conflict in that game... I'm pretty sure there was game, a basketball game. The conflict makes no sense. Why is he kidnapping her at all, then, if he respects like her boundaries? King. He's like the Ice King. But he's not... You don't know that. He's not. Nobody knows that. He hasn't got... He doesn't have a magical artifact <laughs> that made him go wacky. Cuckoo bananas. Cuckoo bananas. He doesn't have that. Anyways, let he's me... He's just a dinosaur. No, he's a Koopa. He's a dinosaur who likes to hurt people. <laughs> so anyways... Mario uh, so... sucks too, for the record. Yeah, Luigi's the best, alright? Waluigi all the way. Anyways. I'm kidding. I like Luigi too. When did Super Mario... When was the first Super Mario game? We're not talking about uh, the Donkey Kong game. We're talking about Super Mario Brothers. Because the Donkey Kong game was like an arcade game, and I can't remember when that came out. 1965. Way too early. What what console existed then, <laughs> Melissa? Tell me that. What console did it exist on? Atari. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm curious, actually. Hold on. When did Atari come out? I don't know, Brendan. I'm, no, I'm not asking when you. When you were saying, like, when did it come out, I thought it was going to be like a trick question. Like, it came out way earlier than I thought. Oh, okay. So, oh. just to your credit, Atari came out 1972. Okay. Which is messed up. I thought it was early 80s, not early 70s. Yeah. Um, Super Mario it came out on the NES. That was 1985. Yeah. Still super early. The same year as the Goofy movie. Uh, no way. Yeah. I said 85. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The Goofy, Goofy movie is not 85, Melissa. Brennan, The it Goofy is. movie came out when I was like a baby. It's in the 90s. Sorry. 95? Right. 95. Thank you. I don't know why I'm upset. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have none of the correct facts today, so don't listen to a single thing I say. Here's what I want. Ah, that's so much noise. I apologize. That's okay. Um, what I will say is that a decade later, after your first beloved Mario, came the Goofy movie. Yes, we come full circle. Yeah. Anyway, so... Mario is, if you don't know or are not aware, because, like, you clearly don't know as much as I thought you would, um, it's a game, it's, it's typically like a side-scrolling game, so it's a 2D game, you go from left to right, you're just jumping on enemies, traversing through, like, levels and areas, um, and you're trying to save the princess, it's usually Princess Peach. Um, the original Mario, or, or like, the first Mario game, not Super Mario, the first Mario game, 
um, involved. Uh, I think it came out in the game Donkey Kong. The ga- yeah, the game was called Donkey Kong. That was 1981. Um, and you were the Mario character trying to save um, this woman. It, it, it turned out to be not Daisy. Who was the girl that you were trying to save? It doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, they just took that character and just made more games with him. And it turned out to be Mario. That's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, Donkey Kong started like another thing too. And that's why Donkey Kong's whole thing always has barrels. Because the original Donkey Kong game, you're throwing barrels. Anyways. Um, and yeah, so in Mario, you're just like, you just have these power-ups where you... You start off like a little small dude and you get mushroom power-ups and you just turn bigger. get fire flowers which make you allow you to spit f- fireballs. Uh, and that's just like the basis of the game. It was uh, just... It's also... Oh, sorry. I go for it. Trip, but it's also weird to me that like when you start off and you're like little, you look like a little baby. Oh yeah, And then it's you amazing. like full scale up to like look like just like a normal adult. Yes. And you're just like... Here I am, I'm an adult now. Oh, I'm back to being a baby? Like, what is that? <laughs> well, if you if you look at any of the newer, like, 3D Mario games, he's just, like, a, he's just, like, literally, like, proportionally just shrinks. Like, he, like, I don't know what the natural state of Mario, I don't know about the world of Mario. What is his natural state? <laughs> Who is, is he? Is he an adult or is he the baby form? <laughs> Who is Mario? And why does he want Princess Peach so bad? These are the questions. Exactly. But yeah, no, Mario is just a... Why is he Italian? Another good question. I don't know, actually. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it was just like a really fun game. And like the world has always been super goofy and fun. Um, super Mario Brothers 2 um, was like a remake of a game, I believe, called Doki, Doki Doki Panic. Uh, and they just, when they brought it to, it was a Japanese game, they brought it to North America, they just skinned it with Mario. Uh, but that actually allowed you to be, um, I don't think it was the technical first time you could be different characters, because I think you could be Luigi and they just reskinned Mario. Um, Luigi is Mario's brother, he is taller and just fearful, uh, but he generally jumps higher. And that's his whole thing. Um, if you're ever Toad in games, Toad is the fastest, he's also the smallest. Um, and Princess Peach, whenever she's in games, um, she, she can has float. umbrella powers. Yeah. Well, she has I her played own... the Princess Peach game. The, yeah. And the umbrella had different powers. Yeah. And it was freaking sweet. My mom also really liked that game. She borrowed my DS to play it. Yeah, no, that, that game was awesome. And uh, like in the original, in Super Mario Brothers 2, when you played as Princess Peach, um, her dress allowed her to float. So you would just jump and you'd float around and hope you're landing on the right place. Um, but yeah, there's just been so many different kinds of Mario games, and I'm going to go through them all. Um, my first experience with Mario was the NES game. Uh, but then, uh, to kind of contextualize what Mario was to me, after that it was Mario 64. Um, and that was like my first 3D, three-dimensional Mario. Uh, it was really great. Uh, and then you kind of sped along, like, there was, they introduced so much, and that kind of gave the world, like, flavor like you really knew who bowser was you really knew who all these characters was peach was inviting you over for cake and then you show up to the castle and you enter in and bowser's like hey i took peach good luck i've locked all the doors and i took all the power stars because that's the currency in this world to enter things i don't know um and then that's the game bowser is such a nonsense yeah absolutely but it's it's such a like a weird deep dive of just being like we've created this world you don't need to understand it but this is how the world works and you're just going through like levels and collecting these stars and it's great um 
And then you fast forward to Super Mario Odyssey, you're introduced to so many different worlds uh, as you travel the planet um, on this like big old spaceship. Um, and then in Super Mario Odyssey, you're, you're collecting moons. Excuse me, but then you end up going back to the Mushroom Kingdom at the very end, uh, and when you collect moons, they are the power stars, and they they even like give away throw like they do throwaway lines of like oh, power uh, like power moons or power stars they take different forms depending on where you are, and it's like why are you building such a weird, like this is so cool just to have. Um, the more I think about Mario, the weirder it becomes. <laughs> no, for sure. The le- less I understand it. Um, Super Mario Odyssey did a really great job at like kind of making me feel so good and all the like little unique things they did. They gave you a level called New Donk City um, and the original girl that was kidnapped by Donkey Kong, you meet her there and when you when you finish the level you kind of you run through like this homage like side level and it just it makes you feel good it, it like it forces nostalgia down your throat even if you weren't like i never really played the original donkey kong game but like i was playing it i was playing this like homage level and i was like this is making me happy more than i've ever felt in my entire life i, I and i was having such a good time with mario odyssey anyways we're really running out of time and we had such a long tangent uh, but I, I no, it was absolutely worth it. I highly recommend Mario Odyssey. I was having a bad time when I bought it. I beat it in two days, like I 100%ed it in three days. Uh, and you have to collect 999 stars, and that's really tough to do because naturally there's only 600. You have to do, like do a whole bunch of other nonsense. Um, it's a really great game. Um, we're gonna call it here though because we ran over time. Thank you, Matt Campbell. Thank you. Uh, and thanks to everyone at Trent Radio, and thanks to everybody who listens to this on the internet, because I, I'm sure you guys do. But here we go. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Bye.